You're listening to Can I Help You with the love master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Hello, everybody. Craig Shoemaker here. You knew that. You downloaded. Did you download the other episodes? I'm told to suggest that to you. Strongly suggest that. Like I would suggest um, pulling your pants down if you're taking a dump. Yeah. It's a strong suggestion. It is. Download um, all the episodes, uh, rate them. If you're giving it a rating uh, less than four, then uh, rate someone else's podcast. <laughs> just, just just keep it to yourself. If you don't like it, yeah, just tell your friend. But don't tell too many friends. Don't tell anyone on here, okay? Because there's a lot of people that are digging it. I'm getting some... Not only reviews, people are writing to me, Craig at CraigShoemaker.com if you want to stay in touch with me or say something, uh, comment on the podcast, or ask a question. Maybe I can help you. It's called Can I Help You with Craig Shoemaker, Dr. Craig Shoemaker. That's the doctorate from California University of Pennsylvania, where my son is now attending, and he's back here for a week. You can check out the podcast I did with him. That's the last podcast I did that was posted with Justin Shoemaker, the 20-year-old son of this guy. Well, today, uh, I kind of have a mandate on the show not to have famous people. I tried that before. I had a podcast before, a webcast. It was very popular and had, you know, big guests. And what I found is they won't promote. Mm. Sam Jackson was a guest. Sam Jackson's not going to go, you got to check this out, (laughs) motherfuckers. Really? Why? Because he's busy doing these. He's one of the biggest megastars He's promoting his movies. You think he's going to take my little podcast and promote it? All the big stars, they're not going to do that. But you know who will? Oh. Are individuals. Individuals that I know, that I'm in contact with, that I could possibly help personally, because that's what the show is about, supposedly. We'll wander into helping. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll have some stars on eventually. But I found that it's not about that. This is about connection with people, you, the people who are listening. You might be a famous person listening and think, I need to be on that show. Sure. Well, you're going to have to get in line because I have my assistant. <laughs> move over, my, my Move over. My assistant. <clears throat> my assistant is here with us today. Uh, Ricky Ramsey, otherwise known as Ricky Grant. That's what she grew up as Ricky Grant. Am I right? Yes, you are correct. Yes, we like Ricky Ramsey better. You it married blows. well. You mar- I did. You married well. Not only is he a great guy, Christian's a great guy, but also a good name that goes with Ricky Ramsey. Although a lot of people that are contacting me think that you're a former porn star. <laughs> and maybe I am. Maybe I maybe, maybe I have a dicey past. May, I, we don't know. We, we don't know. More is revealed with you all the time. You've been working with me for two and a half years, I think it is, something yeah. like that. Going on that, yeah. The one thing you didn't say in the interview is you covered up. You had like... it. it Look like you were with a bomb squad. Your are all your arms were covered because you're you have tattoos. Always. Well, I think that's what you're supposed to do is cover. But, no, you don't do that in your interview because we have to see what we get. Not later. I got the reveal. Well, Craig, I hope you don't mind, but um, I'm gonna come to work and close that. I'm, I have a lot of tattoos, and then she reveals <laughs> there is there's some ink. That's on not there. how I remember. What I remember saying is. Just so you know. This is already going the way it goes with me and all women. I have <laughs> What tattoos. I remember is. <laughs> Should I cover them at work or would you mind? And you said, oh, I don't give a shit about tattoos. No, you're right. I said that, but it's the point that I said it. <laughs> I said it. I think we're having a problem with the dates. 
during the interview you didn't say it. You said it when you were hired. Oh, okay. Oh well. That well, was first smart. of all, first of all, our first interview was by phone. <laughs> True. Which was True. crazy that the people you worked for are my old friends of thirty years. Right. But somehow my old friends never hit me up to you. I never I never I'd never met you before right. through them. <laughs> <laughs> which is really odd that I've known them that long and they didn't say. Oh, oh, I was their dirty secret. You were the, you were dirty. You were dirty Ricky Grant at the time, <laughs> and now you're Ricky Ramsey, mature woman who's married and she's been with me for yeah two and a half years. Uh, you came to me at a time where I was having a hard time uh, holding on to assistance, which <laughs> we're going to get to. We're going to get to that. We're okay. going to get to why. Okay. All right. You wouldn't know why you've been with me all this time. Well, and you have your own podcast, which we'll get to as well. And um, I'm hoping to glom on to some of your heat. <laughs> I asked you earlier how many downloads you get. and You said like 30,000. I get 30. Well, in the decimal right there. Give it some time. Give it I'm some giving time. it time. It, it depends on who my guests are, apparently. Uh, my accountant, Frank Cassidy, made no needle move. <laughs> no? Oh, sorry, Frank. Uh, yeah, what's up, Frank? Sorry about that. He, I don't even know that he's listened to it or if he's ever even aware of how to podcast. Yeah. We'll find out, by the way, if he listens to this, he's going to call me, shoo, Let what's us the know. story? Because I listen. So, yeah, I don't know um, if anybody's moving the needle. I hope that the content, though, uh, organically grows and people say, hey, Check that podcast out. It has a little humor. It's got some in-depth personal stories. Yeah, and it helped me maybe through whatever it is. And we're going to get to what you need help with. Okay. At this point, though, it's reversed is I always need your help. Okay. Right? I yeah, mean, always. You work for a guy that needs your help. I work for a guy that needs my help. I feel like I'm a pivotal part of the steamboat engine. Let's not overblow yourself. Okay. <laughs> Let me do that for you. I'm irreplaceable. <laughs> well, yeah, just keep going with the accolades. I'm, I'm supposed to do that build up in your intro. I didn't even give you any. I didn't even give any credits. Although I did say she has a popular podcast. It's called. It's called Dear God, It's Me Thirty. I knew that already. I was saying that, but you oh. just filled it in oh. for me. I knew that. It's it's on my notes here that I never have. I never have notes. The only notes in front of me are this says, "Ladies' gray V-neck." Oh, that's because we that's sell for your shirts. Merch, that's yeah. for my merchandise, which you. Get involved with you get involved with a lot here. I have my hands in a lot of different pies, Craig. We all know that. And I was saying today we had we have a lot of meetings here. For those that you don't know, we have a, a production company, distribution company, and it's uh, we're now merging with one of our other guests, Ryan O'Quinn. Right. And now we have a new person here doing music, and it was more impressive for you than me. Oh, way more. Way more to the point where I never heard of the band that, he's, that he has, and it's one of your favorite bands. One of my favorites. So, yeah, Richard Patrick is new. We'll have him as a as a as Oh, a that'd be great. Well, great for you. I know nothing about the guy. I would just be so fun to talk music with him. I, I will talk music yeah. with him, but it's music that I have never listened to. You yes. just played me a song that was his big hit, yes. one of his big hits, and yes. I had never heard of it. And he's with Nine Inch Nails. He, I also never followed Nine Inch Nails. I've heard of them, Trent Reznor. He's the lead singer for Filter, and yeah. he was the touring guitarist for Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Oh, I'm glad you have all this right. Did you have to Google this, or you already knew it? No, I already knew that, just from growing up listening. You know what's funny this. about you, Ricky, is we do have people that pop in here, and you you seem nonplussed. You do not react, and I think you do it on purpose. I don't, I actually. Think, I think you overdo the, I don't know who you are, I don't care. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I, I grew up in Westlake my whole life. And yeah. when you grow up in Westlake, you see a lot of famous people all the time. Yeah. Additionally, I grew up working on movie sets uh, for years and years. So, um, And my dad worked in the studio. So 
I I think if anyone's ever been on a movie set, it quickly becomes the most unglamorous oh, yeah. thing in the world. And and I worked for a lot of years, me and my sister both. So I don't. I just. I a little s- jaded. Would you say you are not jaded? I just. I just think. Ev- like famous people are just normal people. They they are normal That's people, it. but it it had it so it, it's not odd to you. Like most people listening, or when I tell them, just this week, you've got just today. I mean, yeah. you've got a nine inch nails filter, Ralph Mouth from Happy Days, and Urkel from Family Matters. Yeah, it's so. I mean, it's definitely an eclectic mix. It, it, but and and all of those people, you have Ralph Mouth has no impact for oh, you. Of course you, he does. Happy you days. watched Happy Days? Sure, of course. Okay, all right. Yeah, I know and, exactly. Uh, and who Family is. Matters, you could probably. Can you do the theme song for? I wouldn't know it oh if it gosh, hit me in the yeah. ass. You yeah. know the theme song I of sure Family do. Matters, really? Yeah, yeah. Did you not watch it? Are, are you serious? Well, I don't know. That is not me. Oh, okay. I, I've saw a clip okay. of him going, hey there, whatever, <laughs> whatever that he does. It. I'm sure he did a dance. Did he have an Urkel dance? Oh, he sure did. Just like the Carlton. Oh, thing. yes, he absolutely did. And it's so funny. I have to tell you really quick. There was a, um, there is a, uh, a, a, like a Facebook page. It's, it's a group called Funny or Die. What they do is they take old episodes of old shows like Full House or Family Matters and they break it down with a narrator and it's like the funniest thing. Really? So there was an episode they did. It's like two minute shorts really. There's just little sketches um, of an old episode of Family Matters where Steve Urkel went to a party and unknowingly got drunk and did this dance and they break it down and it is so funny. Um, and I, w- I mean, I, I don't think he would appreciate it, but I'll have to show you. Oh, I mean, sure just he would. He has laughing. a sense of humor about that. That was that. so funny. I, 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 I'm sure he would like that. Yeah, possibly. Have you nice. ever, by the way, speaking of that and the Carlton, did you ever see my episode when Will Smith got, got drunk? Yes, I did. Yeah. He, I know exactly. And you're he, the boxer? Yeah. Oh, y- you've seen you? it since you've known me? Mm, or I, you I remember, remember the episode? Yeah, yeah, no yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm that did you guy. Watch, did you I'm watch that guy, show? Ricky. He's that you, guy. Well, you didn't even know who you were with here. Hold on a minute. I was the boxer from the yeah. very special episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. <laughs> you can email me, folks, if you saw that episode. <laughs> Please had do. Robin Quivers from Howard Stern was on that episode as well. They had a lot of people on front. Did you watch Fresh Prince? No. I didn't okay. What did you watch? I didn't watch any of these shows. No TV. I watched uh, reruns of the Andy Griffith show. Oh, okay. I grew yeah, up watching that. Too. That's how I became such an impressionist of Barney Fife. Yes. Was I watched a lot of that. He was like an uncle to me, and Andy was like a dad. I didn't have a dad, so they were my comfort food. Yeah. But I didn't watch any of these uh, any of these shows. TGIF especially shows. Especially, you know, I'm a little older than you. I was really getting high and drunk. Yeah. So. <laughs> I was and I wasn't going. I wasn't getting high and drunk and going. Hey, you know what would be a great thing to do right now? Watch Alf. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could have been. No, it would have made Alf a lot funnier. I'm Absolutely. sure. But um, a lot of these shows, then I ended up auditioning for them, but I didn't watch them. Maybe I should have. Maybe I would have gotten more audition parts. Did were you the guy that like listened to like the. Uh, uh like what was it the the van halen record backwards when you got high and they, they they said you could hear like a hidden message do you remember that oh yeah yeah but but with did me my it? my ear it was the beatles okay, <laughs> okay. so sorry yeah okay. they did the same thing it was yeah it, every few years that pops up the Absolutely. the myth of if you listen to it backwards <laughs> yeah. it becomes you totally. know some devil worship totally yeah they they do that with they, they are my era was the beatles they the, 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 supposedly they if you played it backwards paul is dead oh and you never heard that before and paul I, I is obviously it. not dead he's actually one of the few that's alive that's alive <laughs> ironically right. but did you try it yeah i think i did i don't know <laughs> i don't know i have very few memories 
of uh, my music was was I I guess a lot of it had to do with the way I was brought up. Mm. Uh, I don't know how much did you absorb from your parents. Like my mom, for instance, would say, well, the Beatles are look at those look at those hippies. Mm. So that means I adopted that. So I didn't get into the Beatles until like now, mm. which is sad to me. I missed a lot of things from childhood because of her perspective became my perspective yeah. politically as well. Mm. So now I'm my own man and I can really appreciate these things. Now, who did you listen to growing up and did your parents encourage it? You know, we listened to a lot of classic rock, a lot of Doors. My parents always had, like, the Doors playing. Um, so you listen to your parents' music? A lot, yeah. The Doors, the Eagles. Did um, you like it? Loved it, yeah. Yeah. And then I kind of branched out, and I don't ever, you know, I remember, like, Marilyn Manson. Like, I loved Marilyn Manson. And I wasn't, like, a weird goth kid, but I just loved Marilyn Manson. They weren't really stoked about him. They also really hated, like, rap and hip-hop. Um, which I listened to. I, I'm a huge music head. Like, I, I love everything. Um, and so th I don't really recall them uh, getting on me about my music, except uh, like the Marilyn Manson or like some real raunchy like Marilyn. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't know Marilyn Manson. Of course, I, you know, we, who slept, he is. we slept with the same woman. <coughs> uh, you want to throw it out? Which is really odd. She's my Facebook friend now. She might be listening. But Start with a J. Yeah, it does. How did you know that? JJ? No. OK. Damn. Well, maybe you're married. I don't know. Wow. I, wait, wait, wait. Well, hold on. Well, I don't want to call it out. No, let's just stop the train for a minute here. Okay. Ah! Okay. What is it? Was this his steady woman? That is that why you're guessing? That is her first initial. But of course, okay. Well, half of the world, their first initial is J, and three quarters of my family. They, they are start with a J. Yeah, start with a J. So that doesn't narrow it down that much. But still, uh, was this his steady? I, I know that she used to be, whatever, dating him or mm. or, or sleeping with him now and then. And then there was me. Quite a quite a difference. Well, if there was a if it's the girl, if it's the same girl that we're both thinking of, she mm -hmm. has an autobiography out, which I read. No, not okay. her. Okay, not her. That's what I was thinking. Okay. And then recently, I saw a picture of you with her, and in her autobiography, <gasps> she talks about how she dated Marilyn Manson. So that's why I was kind of thinking. Whoa, 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 wait, wait. So someone wrote a biography about him. This is taking a whole other no, direction no, no. Here. She, she wrote. You asked me what we're going to talk about today. Who knew? She wrote her own autobiography. And you saw me in a picture with her. No, 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 not in that book. So side note: okay. this this woman's famous. She wrote her own autobiography. In the autobiography, we she can say who it is now. She would actually appreciate it. Jenna Jameson. Oh, I do know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and and I just saw that picture of you it. and her. Oh, all yeah, right. Yeah, and in her book, she talks about how she had a relationship with Marilyn Manson for a short I time. I should have her on my show. Yeah. If she came to the studio, would you be uh, uh, same reaction? No, I, uh, no reaction. I'm never rude, am I? Or like cold? No. What anyone? you do is, what is your name again? <laughs> well, you I take it not. that far. Excuse me. You're terrible. What do you do? Do you have an appointment I, with Craig? And who are you? Who are you? It's the are worst, you lost? Worst acting ever. Sweet one fourteen. Her right? eyebrows go up in the air like a rainbow. Oh. Who? I do not. So, Gemma, who would do it for you if they walked in here? Because no one so far has. Oh God! You I definitely weren't impressed with the Bachelor host, Chris Harrison. I, you know, I don't. You didn't watch, know who he was. I don't. I didn't. No, okay. I didn't. I don't watch a ton of TV, so I and I don't like shows like The Bachelor. So I, I did not know who he was. I'll have to think about that and get back to you. I was thinking to myself. So I have had a turnaround, which we are getting to, mm. in assistance. Mm -hmm. My friend Christian Mioli. Yeah. He calls me. You're the revolving door. Oh. He says it like Seinfeld. <laughs> the revolving door. That's so a good impression. He goes, who's in the revolving door? So when I told him, you're my assistant now, he says. Old Rick Ramsey, uh, currently. Uh, so uh, two and a half years, 
But you're no Ileana Rose. That was a good five and a half. Who was it? That was no revolving door. I'm still friends with Ileana Rose. Oh, was she an assistant of yours? Yes, I she see was. her name here and there. Right, okay. exactly. She's okay. a musician and went on to do music and being okay. a mom and not doing this. Okay. So, but I've had some that didn't end well. Right. I'm sure they're not listening. They want nothing to do with me. Or maybe they are. Just Maybe they are. Maybe they're curious. curious. Maybe they're curious to hear your take mm-hmm. on, first of all, what you love about the job. And second of all, what you'll get to the negative next is why you think they left. <laughs> okay. So let's start with what do you enjoy That's about a tall the job? Order. Besides, you mean the what you enjoy this about question. it? Is, no, 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 no. What you enjoy is a tall order? No, 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 no. I'm so insecure right now. That just flipped me out. No, 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 no. Maybe what? they should have all left and a you're tall, about to leave. A tall I'm order. totally paranoid now. <laughs> That's a tall order, Craig. A tall order to mm. tell you what I don't like. I mean, what that's, do I that's like tough. about? I like that it's um, <laughs> that my check has always been cashed. That's been good. That's horrible. One time you were late, and I still remember. But so, um, <laughs> no, you do you know you enjoy nothing about this job besides? No, no, no. I think you missed it. When I said this is a tall order, I was referring to when you said, and we'll get to you talking about what you don't like. You're projecting the tall tall order into the future of. When exactly. we get to that part yeah, of the question, yeah, yeah. I it's didn't awkward. hear it like that. And people, you can write me at any time and tell me, what did you hear her say? That, well, that's that's what I meant. Okay. I like a lot of things about this job. I don't even think, I don't even need to make a joke about that. I I don't do well and I never have done well in life and things that are like monotonous. It's, it's tough for me. I can never like work in like, not that I would because I don't live in like Detroit or something, but I can never work in like a factory or, you know, like I couldn't do the same repetitive thing over and over. By the way, anyone from Detroit, Ricky sorry. Ramsey said that, not me. I'm so me. sorry. Okay, you just lost all of your podcast listeners <laughs> from the Motown area. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, no, it's definitely not monotonous. So what no. are, what about the what are some of the things that happen that make it not monotonous? God, we just we we're doing something different every day. Um every 5 minutes. Every 5 minutes, <laughs> honestly. I change my mind every 5 minutes. It's just a constant and it is fun regardless if they're famous or not. We have a revolving door of guests and people and and meetings and I'm always meeting. I mean, every day uh, there's someone new to meet. Yeah. And there's always just like this really great creative energy. Yeah, um, we had two that came in today from the Sunset Marquee that had all yeah. these really cool stories about really if cool. these walls could rock. Yeah. Because they have a lot of rock and roll people that yeah. stay at the Sunset Marquee, a famous hotel. We're talking about doing a movie, so that must be interesting to sort of so be fly on the wall or participate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and hear all of these cast really of characters is. that come in here. Mm-hmm. It's gotta be a lot better than when you're working in my house when the cast of characters included Chloe Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe, my daughter, well, I love who's drawing Chloe, pictures all the time. I, I love Chloe, but I, I prefer the other guests, you know. Um I thought you were gonna say I prefer the other kids. <laughs> I'm no, telling I, Chloe. I know who you prefer the most out of my four kids. Don't say it. You've stated it many times. Well, I, I do. Don't say I it. I already though. told them. You told all four which one's my favorite? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, my God. It was a dinner horrible. conversation. You're horrible. No, I didn't. Don't just like tell I didn't tell the, Just like I didn't tell the neighbor. You did, the, too. <laughs> you did, too. Craig, you did, too. Craig's a mouth, you guys. Don't tell Craig. <laughs> don't tell Craig if you don't want people to know. I, I'll let them decide this, too. This is what Go happened. On. You and Cody both said our next-door neighbor, very attractive. Mm-hmm. Very beautiful girl. Very beautiful. Yes. And you both had an instinct mm-hmm. that she's a lesbian. Yes. Okay. I said, my gaydar is way the other way. I okay. even went as far to say. 
She might like you. No, I didn't say it like that. <laughs> I said, I don't know. I got a kind of a male-female vibe from her. This We're girl's like 25. Late in the parking. Oh, by the way, I found out there was no way that was true. Okay. She doesn't even she doesn't even dig older guys. Okay. Okay. <laughs> she dates the like, young guys. And I'm sure they're young studs, too, to top it all off. And okay. I have none of the above. So she, I picked up, though, the vibe of heterosexual talking to heterosexual. And I said, I will bet you. She is not. So I went to someone she works with yeah. and said, uh, hey, someone over. We have a bet. One of my employees. <laughs> I didn't say that. And plus, it was two. It was yeah. two. I said. One of the two people I over said, there. Someone. No, it was both of you thought she was. <laughs> right. I was the only one. That was So okay. I said, we have a little bet. Can you settle this for me? And I came back and told both of you. And you were mortified that I even mortified. asked. Mortified. Because you thought that I said. Well, know, she obviously said it was you knows. first of all. I never told him which one it was who voted for lesbian. <laughs> so she has to guess. Although by my face when he said it, I, right? Maybe she... when I, maybe when I said I knew it, he probably knew it was me. I was betting for it. Probably. I I am mortified. Then she comes over here, trots over, and brings a fresh tray of brownies, which was really kind. <laughs> and she, Craig goes, "You dating anyone?" <laughs> <laughs> And That's she, me. Can I help you? You date anyone? And I, she goes. Do I talk like that? People imitate no, me like that all the time. Do, it's just the best I can do. But she goes, yeah, I'm dating a nice guy. He's a guy. His name's Guy. He's, I mean, literally drove it home that she knows we think she might be a lesbian. You're so paranoid. I was. There's no way she's going, I'm going to say Guy nine times because this woman over here thinks I'm a lesbian. I don't know. I, I heard By the guy way, nothing man, like, wrong with times. being a lesbian. No. Okay. But you just thought she was. I, I don't know why, was, though. Yeah. I don't know why you did. It was just a bet. Just a vibe. I do, do you not like that about me, by the way? I make a lot of bets. I like it if I'm not involved with the bet. <laughs> like, if it's not my... I mean, I'm mortified that this girl thinks... But, yeah, I do like the bet. I'm a degenerate gambler. I love gambling. Oh, okay. We've had a few. And I think I won. You I think won, I won the, pretty much every time, yeah. Really? Well, yeah, I don't well, think I've ever Well, that's rare, Ricky. I don't know if you knew this. My family defeats me all the, all time. the time. First of all, Mika. And Jackson, who are two, who are two. Do they take you up on your wagers? I mean, oh, or do they? Oh, only okay. when they know they win. And I, I still, I'm so stubborn that yeah. I'm knowing that I'm going to win. I've lost every bet with those two. Okay. Jackson, nine, eight, seven years old. Doesn't matter. He's got this brain trap that is so accurate. And so does she. So they smart. both study life. Yeah. Like they're reading a textbook. Yeah. I should never go in with them. But you, I can defeat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have. I think we've maybe Because you and I come times. from emotions. Well, more than our more than our our heads. Yeah, probably. Um, You're very emotional, Ricky. I'm not at all, though. I, and it's so funny. You've you said know, that several times. I'm not really an emotional person. Oh, my God, Ricky. You can't make your own assessment. You're the only person who's ever told me that. I swear to God. I'm so, the only one that said it to your face. In my whole life? <laughs> I just find that odd. I, I have to disagree, oh but it's okay. You, I'm, I I'm, I can't have to wait win. to talk to some of your friends. Now, I know Abby a little bit. Ask her. I'm going to ask her if she thinks you're emotional. I, I would say out of our group of friends, I'm probably the least emotional. And that's actually gotten me into trouble with my friends before and arguments we've had. They feel like I don't care because I'm not emotional. So it's interesting that from your perspective. But I also have to tell you, I'm not someone I don't need to win in things. I'm not a competitive person and I don't feel the need like I don't need you to see it my way. So if you think I'm emotional, that's fine. It You're a bookie's me. dream then. Totally. Oh my because god. Bookies you love you because yeah. you don't have any investment in, in losing. You don't even care. You just lose again. Yeah, sure. Why not? That's Throw why you're a degenerate gambler. What do you like to play when you go to Vegas or somewhere again? 
I'm a craps gal too. The most exciting. Craps, blackjack, or poker. Yeah, well, the most exciting. Well, maybe you don't like. uh, Which one's number one? Craps. Yeah. And then blackjack. That just confirms that you're emotional because that's the most emotional game. Interesting. That's okay. I think you're hearing emotional is like you're. Like you have to have like a quiet moment to cry for five minutes of, <laughs> during our day. Is that what you're hearing? Is that what you think I mean no. by emotional? No, I don't. I, I'm i really trying to be open and think if I am emotional because I don't want to. I don't think there's anything Let wrong with being emotional. Let me define emotional then. How yeah, about yeah, that? yeah. Okay. You're very heart-centered as okay. opposed to head-centered. You're not intellectualizing things and keeping it quiet like a Jackson, Mm. my son, Mm. or, you know, just this quiet intellect. You say what's on your mind. You say what's in your heart. You talk with a lot of feeling. Yeah. You're your favorite child of mine. No, (laughs) (laughs) you 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 have a lot of feeling behind what you say and do. Yeah. And it's passionate. And it can also even be emotional. About, it's not like you're crying. Yeah. I think people think, is that what you thought I meant by, by emotional? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. No, that's not what I I, I like your version of it. And I and to be honest, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being emotional, even the way I interpreted Here's it. the other problem. You've heard it is wrong. Yeah, just totally. See? I, I guess you're I did. You're emotional about yeah. that, too. <laughs> I'm not fucking emotional. I'm not. No, um, I'm, I think that that's a really nice classification of the word emotional. And if that's how you view me, I actually will take that as a compliment. Well, I, think it's I great. talked to you about the book that I'm writing <clears throat> about the Wizard of Oz in mm-hmm. Mind, Body, Spirit, Scarecrow, Tin Man, Lion. Mm-hmm. And you're more heart than oh, you are Scarecrow. You. I think that's nice. And you would wander also into Lion as well. But, but not, uh, you're not overanalyzing things. Mm-mm. You speak uh, in the present and mm. you're really... You know, you give a lot of yourself and your heart and your your emotions oh. and your feelings. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's really nice. I think that's very kind. I appreciate that that assessment of, of me. Thank okay. You. Well, now we're off and running here. There you go. I like it. Now I'll take let's it. get back to um, <laughs> what you don't like about me. What you let's see. No, no. What you don't like about the job. So we have the diversity you enjoy. Mm. Uh, which can also be on the negative side because you have to wear a lot of hats. I wear a lot of hats. As long as you, as long as I think part of the problem, I think part of the problem with former assistants that you kind of have down is you're not quote emotional. You don't put a lot of stake into if I change my mind. Mm-mm. Where other people go, oh my god, he changed his mind again. No, because at the going, end of the day, it's your brand, it's your business, it's it's your. Uh, I'm here facilitating your dream. So I don't know if, what the brand is. Schizophrenic? Uh, I, yeah, multi-personalities. Totally. <laughs> um, it's just crazy. Yeah, crazy. And, You know, it's uh, at the end of the day, I'm here helping you facilitate your dream. And and that's mm-hmm. on you. You're the creative. I'm, I don't claim to be creative or artistic. I'm but not. But you are, though. You're also creative. In a way you different will than add you, things, I suppose. You, you, you always preface by saying, you know, you kind of pardon yourself. Mm. Mm, excuse me for like, saying this, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's my place. Yeah. And then you'll say something. I'm going. Yeah. Of course, it's your place. It's. I, I, we encourage collaboration here. Mm-hmm. And we keep building teams. And I think things. so. Yeah. So I mean, you are part of that collaborative effort, but then you also step aside. Yeah. And you just allow conversations to take place. It's your show. It's kind of like when you're invited in, you participate. You know, I think that's one thing, and maybe this is uh, why you and I get along well or we work well or how whatever this is it it works well I don't have um 
on occasion I do, but generally like you have a very strong personality and I think it's cause you've been a star for so long. Like you, you are who you are and, and you perform and people pay to watch you. And I don't, I, I don't, I don't, um, to me it's like, it's your show. It's mm-hmm. your show and I'm here helping you with it. Right. And I don't, I don't need, like, I, I don't have that strong personality. You're where happy being I'm, uh, I'm sound and lights or Totally. Yeah. Or I don't, so you I don't need to be on the stage. You know, the responsibility isn't on me. It's on right. you. And right. I, and I'm helping propel the ship and, yeah. and you, I don't need to clash heads with you because I don't need that top right. dog role. Right. And maybe some other people you've had before, maybe, maybe they have an ego tied to a decision that you've made or, or something that they've written. And then it's, hard for them when you and another part of it is i think certain personalities go together as Mm. a match Mm -hmm. where you know there's an alpha and then there's a non-alpha you know i mean i think that's what you're also saying yeah and sometimes that's not a match because Mm. they're in a service position and maybe they want to be a leader role yeah well, you know, it's funny because in my personal life, I, I am definitely more of an alpha. At work, I don't have the ego. I don't, this is your show. Honestly, I, there's very little that I would take personally because I'm, I'm just, it's, it's your show and I'm just trying to help you facilitate right. that. And I think, I really believe that all businesses should operate that way. Yeah. Where people are in acceptance. So if uh, the show is called, Can I Help You? And I would say that could help people mm-hmm. because if they're at work and they're miserable, mm. there's probably some sort of uh, something that's not being said or addressed mm-hmm. yeah. that they're not uh, dealing with it and their avoidance leads to resentment yeah. and a buildup. And I think that could be a difficulty that people have when they're doing their job. It's like, how do you stay passionate if you're in that space? Well, but I will say this, though, Craig, not everyone is you. You are uh, extremely open to hearing feedback. You're open to having like a, a rapport about something. You're open to change. You're you. I think you really go out of your way to make sure that everyone's happy. I don't think a lot of people that have corporate jobs or work in these office buildings are going to walk up and, you know, knock on Mr. Franklin's door and say, like, I, you know, I don't like this or that. I don't think that they are in a position where someone's going to be willing to hear them out like yeah. you are. So I'm, I'm lucky that, you know, you and I have butt heads several times, but it all, it's always resolved because y- you after welcome we dealt having, with your emotions. Yeah. After <laughs> we've dealt with my stupid woman emotions. Um, see how you're hearing these things. Yeah. No. That is amazing. The male, female, daddy, daddy. no, I'm you're, you silly. are, but you're not. I'm not. I'm just, okay. Go ahead. You're so funny. <laughs> I think you're, you're you're willing to um to sit down and have a conversation, and I think that's why the energy mm-hmm. here is really good. Honestly, I think that's one thing I really enjoy about this job. Yeah. I feel valued, and I think that that's important. In well, a job. that is the one thing I I do think that uh, <gasps> excuse me. I definitely affirm when I'm seeing something, feeling something. You absolutely do. That uh, resonates with the goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the energy that we try to create. Yeah. I feel very valued. And I, I think that so many people in their job, if you feel undervalued and you feel very replaceable, um, and then you're busting your ass, like working when you're sick and missing your kids plays and, and whatever it is. And you feel like, well, they could replace me at any moment. I think it gives you less of a desire to, to show up when you feel valued, when you really feel important to facilitating what, what you're trying to create, I think it makes a big difference. So there's something that people can mm-hmm. u- use in their lives is validate your partner. Yeah. Validate sure. your relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Every so often. Um, yeah. You know what I do? Mm. Having nothing to do with work. 
is I will have someone come across my consciousness. Mm. And I'll just say, I, I'll call them up and I say, hey, I love you. Just thinking about you. Oh, that's nice. And I think, I think, I believe that we should do more of that. I agree. Why I not? think that we should affirm one another. We mm -hmm. get enough of the negative. Absolutely. We get enough of the uh, tearing apart, the criticism. It's in our DNA even. Parenting yeah. is critical. Teachers are critical. Everything. Peers even Yelp. are critical. It's even Yelp. <laughs> statistically, people won't go on and leave. They won't take the time to write if they've had a good experience. They'll only take the time You're to go on right. and write if they've had a, a bad experience. You're exactly right. I won't even go near Yelp. Yeah, I mean, do you know why? Because it's false. I mean, no, it's I don't want to hear what they say news. about me. I don't want to. I, I don't want to. I don't want a Yelp review of me. You feel that you? I don't even think you have a Yelp. Like I don't. No, what, no, what no. Are we people yelping? review the show. Oh, oh, I see. On on like at the Improv website now. Usually it'll be about the service. And yeah, the yeah, food yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is, the price. Mm. But a lot of times they'll go, ah, there's a lot of money and a lot mm. of money to spend on. I've never seen a bad review. Swear to God. I'm not just telling you that. I've never seen well, one bad review. I don't you. know if you want to tell me if there were. But I go into, I would I, I, I would I, tell you Ricky, off there. You don't even know this. I, I started my show on Sirius XM, right? A few yeah, yeah, ago. yeah. And it goes really well. It's a fun show. Mm -hmm. I bring up every single week our first caller ever. Oh, I know. I heard it. And I died last <laughs> I brought it up this week. I died. I mean, it was hilarious. I'm sorry it was. But I know that you... Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do you think that Threw is? Through me. Why? I was so nice to the like guy. You. I go, hey, you're our first caller. <laughs> hey, man. I'm actually going to put a plaque on my wall <laughs> with your name. And, and he goes... And I said, where are you from? And he goes, I just called to tell you you suck. Yeah, I, I heard it. What, and I went... What? I, had this I played big... it for my husband. Just that part. You didn't. Of course, <laughs> just that part. You see, course. that's what I'm saying. That's the part I'm that's that going to be. See, oh, we have we have very negative society. Well, it's you true. didn't pick any parts that were funny with no. the show. No, you picked the part that, that part. was funny that yeah. I went into yeah. a into a, a, a codependent spiral. That's so funny because you're a comedian, and I think all I comedians know. depend so heavily on like self de degradation. Like that's what's funny. Like people love it. People love self-deprecating humor. Well, mine's self-defecating. I shit on myself all the time. Yeah, I absolutely. You're like a German porn. I. <laughs> I, I Is that too foul for the show? I'm no, sorry. no. I know you were asking me for the guidelines on yeah. the show. We have none. Okay, good. Okay, I tend to because I was brought up in radio a little bit. Mm try to clean up but i was also brought up on a stage where i have no cleaning yeah i'm, I'm very yeah i'm gonna say whatever i say i understand and i and i actually don't believe in you know censorship and language barriers i think it's i just, agree i just think it's stupid yeah i agree you I know words are say. words it's all your intent mm. if i called you a fnifna yeah right in my language that might be the worst thing i could ever call you yeah that's my f word yeah but you literally had no different face from me calling you a fnifna right you didn't even ask me what it meant. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. No, it doesn't mean anything. Totally I just right. made it up. I'm, <laughs> but but, you but did? The, the, the point is that it's just a string of letters together and people right. put so much meaning into it Absolutely. because we're brought up and programmed and conditioned that way. Very true. And then I we agree. have censors and FCC that yank you off the air if you say things like that. This is why podcasting, one of the great things about podcasting is we are released to say whatever we want. I love it. And I do, too. And I know, speaking of that, you have a podcast, mm -hmm. and you and your friend yes. 
And I love that you're working for me all this time. You've had this podcast for longer than mine. I've never been asked on, and you're asked on mine first. <laughs> okay. Not that I'm keeping score. No. But I am. Of course not. I am. There it is. One zero. And how long is my zero going to be intact? It, do I have to do this to get on your show? Well, I feel like, uh, you know, we could come up here and do it, or you could come to my house. I, first of all, let me just paint a picture. It's m me and my best girlfriend, Charlie, we do it. It's in my garage, and we have, like, a whole – it's like a it's like a man cave, and I just find it humorous. And you get dirty. Yeah, it's very dirty. And you're embarrassed dirty. to be dirty in front of your boss. Well, I just feel like there's a certain face that maybe your boss shouldn't see. Yeah, but you've, you've seen your boss on stage talking about his dick. I know, but that's different. I don't know. It's, it's different. different. So I feel awkward about that. Um, but I, but, but. Would, you would censor yourself during the show. Why don't you have your friend go in there and she can like double it up and be really filthy dirty and you'll see that I'll enjoy it. Yeah, we, I, we'll, we'll figure it out. This is the topic that I thought would be great because yeah. the, the name of my show is Dear God, It's Me 30, which is a play on the Judy Bloom. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. And um, it's basically about getting older because me and my girlfriends have always been kind of party girls and we're we've always been late to the game and getting married and having kids because it just like was never important to us. And then suddenly what age did you get married. I got well, not not that late to the game. I was 26, but everyone else has been 30. What? Charlie's the only one that's married besides me. Everyone else is still single. And okay. she, she's the first friend to have a kid. It was a year ago. Um, and like we've all just we've just had a really good time in life. Um, and now suddenly we're 30 and I have like a mortgage and like my ankle hurts when I get up in the morning and um, like, you know, her, her kids shit all over her and she's, t you know, it's just it's just really funny. Right. And another thing I find interesting is that the dynamic now, uh, the average 30 year old doesn't own a home and they're maybe not married and probably without kids. When my mom was 30, she had two kids and she had owned two homes. Most, and she had most a, women of that generation did. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, and I'm. My, my dad as well. I mean, they had owned two homes. They had careers and they had two children. And um, we're still like, you know, having mimosas on Sunday. And so I think it's really interesting what a 30 year old now looks like versus then. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what we talk on. So, so far. So I'm too old for your show. Well, we've had a <laughs> lot of girls in their 30s talking about stuff. And so I'm trying to figure out where to fit you in. But I think we talked about this. I think it would be really cool to have you on and talk about things you know now that you wish you knew in your 30s. Okay, I like that. Yeah, you know. We would, we could go anywhere with Sure, that. yeah, totally. We That's could, very true. I could go, here's something I've done for many years, and this is sort of part of this podcast as well, can I help you? I can help women. Mm-hmm. Mm. With what? By being a spy. Oh, okay. I can be the spy that you need because I will reveal everything about the dudes. Okay. All the secrets <laughs> you want to know. Like a double agent. I'm a total double okay. agent. I feel the okay. same way about black people. Oh. <laughs> I can I can I can tell black people what white people are saying. Yeah. I'm gonna out all rat the us white out. people. Rat I'm gonna, us out. I'm gonna Greg. rat out white people. Okay. I'm gonna. <laughs> Fourteen percent and now Skin, suddenly. Skinny people. Okay. White people. Yeah. And men. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rat I'm gonna rat them out because. They are saying things mm -hmm. you probably wouldn't want to hear, but I will tell you. If you say, this is what I'm puzzled about my husband, I will totally go there. Give me the answer. It's I will like give you all the guy answers that no, that no one's talking about. No one will say these things. They're not being honest will. because they want to get laid. I don't care. I don't get laid. Wait a minute. That didn't sound right. Oh, no, I mean. <laughs> Sorry, Mika. I <laughs> Terrible. I meant I don't get laid from other people. <laughs> right. So I, I don't have to 
I don't have to go have a good PR campaign anymore. Wait, I want to bring I want to b- tell you a story about that. But really quick, it's like you're the episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza can't stand that he doesn't know what the woman in the, the nail shop is saying. So he brings his dad's uh, girlfriend who is who lived mm-hmm. in Vietnam and she comes and like translates what's oh, what, what the nail technicians are saying. Episode. Oh, it's you funny. haven't? No. Well, you, you just said you don't get laid. I remember when I first started working for you, um, I one of my jobs is to manage his social media and people he had a show coming up and people kept saying and private messaging him too as well as commenting Craig I'm bringing you a virgin I'm bringing you a virgin <laughs> and you never told me this and I was like <laughs> and you're brand new to the job yeah and I keep <laughs> this guy's a cult leader yeah well and he keeps I'm like <laughs> You know, one comes in, two comes in, and then they're, like, privately messaging this. And I'm like, this is so inappropriate. He's with, he's with the co-leaders with Al-Qaeda. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to bring yeah. your virgins. You don't have to have a suicide vest. I didn't know what it was. So I, 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 so I came up to you, and I said, Craig, um, we're, getting, <laughs> we're getting a lot of messages about these people bringing you virgins. And you said, uh-huh, like deadpan, because you don't think it's weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> I said, okay, um, and you're like, no, virgins to the show, Ricky, not like young girl virgins, which is what I'm thinking. And I'm like, oh my God, I need to get out of here as soon as possible. I've been saying that for years and I always have to clarify for people. I forget that they really think I'm meaning, I I want a virgin for sacrifice. No, I mean a virgin to my show. That's how I read it. Yeah, that's how I read it. Or maybe like virgins for backstage after your show. Like that's kind of like a groupie thing. Because I get a lot of people that write that to me. I'm bringing 12 virgins. I'm bringing, yeah. I thought maybe it was like a groupie backstage thing. That is great. That's what I thought. If only. If only. If (laughs) only. If only that were the case. Totally. My self-esteem might rise a little bit. It's so much less interesting than that. But I was a little, I'm sure I called Christian like at lunch. I'm sure I was like, Chris, I can't. I can't I got, keep this job. No, I can't. I, I'm going to have to he's, quit. He's a freak. He's, they're talking about bringing him virgins. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why the other assistants quit. Possibly. No, I don't, Possibly. I don't know why. Some some of them were, were a complete mystery. I felt like they found something. Possibly. Like, I remember there was this guy, Tom, would send me porn all the time. Like, really, really. Oh, I thought, okay, not your assistant. Tom is not an no, assistant. No, okay. Tom's a buddy. Okay. This is back in the days where you couldn't find it so easily. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. This is when I actually, I like, you know, it would end up on my computer. I never took it off. Okay. I always thought that maybe I, I should interview them. They should be my next interviews. All my ex assistants. Oh my a long god. Line, and and I should have them come in and say, "Did you find something like porn or what or whatever?" Because some of them, it was like, that's funny. They just didn't show up well, the next day. Devil's advocate. What, what role do you think you play? I mean, do you think you have any role in why you've had so many assistants? Of course. You well, do? you know me. I, I always look at what I do uh, to bring something forth. I totally believe in that. Again, in the can I help you area, yeah. I would encourage everyone to figure out that we always have a role. Mm-hmm. Not only that, this helped me a long time ago. You're 100% responsible for... What you manifest, sure. Yeah, for what you bring up. And you're responsible for your own resentments, mm. responsible for Very the energy true. you create. You're 100% responsible for it. And it's usually subconscious, and mm-hmm. it's usually something you don't want to address in mm-hmm. yourself. So true. I mean, I found this out even with my ex-wife. It's like, yeah. I'm not guilty of any of these things. And then it was shown to me one time, I, 
I was like, you know, I went to therapy with it. I was like, hey, I do this and I do that. I do this and I do that. And they, they were, I was like, you know, being the good guy, which I was. Right. And they were saying, well, that's not what she wants. That's mm. what you want because mm. you want her approval. Mm. So you're making these things up, mm. these illusions. That that's interesting. Think, yeah. So they turned it around. So I had to be responsible for that and say, oh, no, you made that happen. And then the other one was um, she would always say I was lying or trying to catch me on something. And mm. She would name all these things. And I, it, they were never true. Ugh, that's frustrating. But <coughs> I have lied to her even in that. I was lying about who I was. Mm. I was professing to be this conquering hero. Right. And right. so therefore, we can all look at ourselves. Yeah. Well, those who are willing to. Willing to. Are you? Are you one of those people that are willing to look at what you... I am in a constant, constant state of self-improvement since I was a kid. I've gone to therapy since I was a kid. I read a ton. I research a ton. I meditate. I, I work so hard on myself constantly. Yeah, I was actually... Uh, I never told you this, but you were very few weeks here. Mm. That was one of the most impressive things mm. because I, I, I remember you writing down a book that I read. Yep. Yeah. I remember you writing down conversations with God. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I recommended to my friend the other day. Yeah. You wrote down um, the spiritual center that I went to yeah. with Mika and I met Mika. Yeah. Yeah. You're really curious. I am. Yeah. And that's, and to me, if anything we can learn in our lives you know we always have these advice from so and so you need to be you know write down your affirmations and all that is be curious absolutely and i think too i i read this really interesting meme the other day it just basically said you're you probably did not create your wound but it's your responsibility to heal it and i and i i really uh agree with that I think we all are like fucked up somehow something bad has happened to all of us we all have pain um but but then going forward in life and saying well that's just who I am is so unhealthy and toxic to me I think it's your responsibility to uh heal whatever wound or w and whatever you're 100% responsible for that healing you, yeah you are they're you are. not and you're 100% you didn't create you're 100% it 100% responsible for the resentment yeah yeah you are that yeah. is going to make yeah. the wound fester more yeah. and it's going to increase and it's hard it, it is hard of like i don't want to sound here sitting like i'm some well, guru we're, we're, I'm not we're not but problems. we're not programmed that way mm -mm, that's no, why not. that's why i like doing shows like this mm -hmm. is to, let's show some alternative ways mm -hmm. to address something yeah Absolutely. You know, we have a divorce. You've got a dissolution of a business. You have a difficult time with a friend who's no longer your friend. Whatever it is. Right. So why not learn a different way? So the way we're instructed to know is get back at them, get revenge. Right. Um, even if it's getting revenge, just to show them, like, I'll show right. them because I've got this now and I've got this car, this award. Whatever it is. So that's how we're conditioned. It's toxic. Yeah, it is very toxic. And no one cares either. No one's even looking at you. I mean, I holding know. resentment or, or trying to get revenge is like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. And believe me, yeah. that's something I have had to really... I'm a much different person today sitting here with you than I was even five years ago. I have really morphed into someone different. And I'm still a sh half shitty person, believe me. Now, when you're, and when you're, <laughs> and when you're, when you're going through these processes... <clears throat> in life and improving yourself and having that curiosity and all these things. Have you found anything here 
in your experience that you would share that maybe you learned and opened you up to another way of thinking here at work here or, or with me you know or both or whatever i mean is there any any road that you said oh wow never thought of that before any thoughts mm. that you had or something that probably a lot might have been an inspiration in a certain direction that you can think of that uh, I never thought of it that way all that kind of thing I, I think that I think too many times to count but maybe not big enough that it made such a lasting impression but I, th I think I learned from you and and Mika too, your wife I think um, I one thing that you said to me when I first started working for you and I think about it a lot actually as you said and I, I'm going to misquote you, but you said, um, me and Mika, Mika's the, the, the love of my life and, and I'm, I'm happier than I've ever been. But you said, but like, but we're both totally fine on our own. Like you're both like whole people on mm, your own, something yeah. like that. And I, I thought that was really interesting because I think so many of us depend on like our spouse or our partner to yeah. fill some sort of void or, or make us whole. I might have said that my least favorite quote in a movie history is you complete me. Did I mention that at the time? No. That's one of my biggies <clears throat> when no. I talk about that is I, that drives me crazy. Yeah. No, we are complete and whole. Yes. And, and that was an interesting concept for me. Yeah. It was because Christian, my husband, is my very best friend in the world. And I really do feel like he's like the other half of my soul. And I love him so much. Um, but, you know, and it's gotten better over the years. I don't want there to be like he's not responsible for my happiness. Right. And, and I'm not responsible for his. And we're I, to, to be like a whole independent person and then choose every day to be with that person, I think, is really healthy. So when you said that, I that's something that really resonated with me. And I've thought about a lot over the years, actually. Yeah. I think it's I'm really actually healthy. going through it with Mika right now. She's really, really angry. Oh. And um, should, <clears throat> should, should we be talking about it? That's okay. Okay, sorry, Mika. Uh, she's, uh, I think she said this morning, I'm not going to give this a spiritual bypass. I'm going to go through it. Mm. I'm going to really, like, she's owning she's how so angry great. she is. Yeah, she's so good at And it first it hits me, and I want to fix it. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm compelled to do. Sure. And I'm sure you are as well. Mm. We have that codependent I'm a total nature. Fixer. Yeah, exactly. Well, I just want everyone to be happy. Exactly. And I want them to be happy. And I want to be their hero. But I said this to even one of my sons who's also going through something i said you know go through it mm. if you go around it avoid it yeah. you know do something to escape from it you're missing out mm. you're missing out on the growth you can't grow unless you you know avoidance of pain is worse than any pain you could ever have yeah because the avoidance of it just makes it fester and build and then look out what happens then look how that manifests itself the pressure makes the diamond exactly you know so find out what it is. There's an amazing discovery that can take place. Sure. And this has happened for me time and time again. I've learned the most from the adversity and the diversity. And that's my university. Mm. That didn't sound right, did it? I like that. <laughs> that was a nice rhyme. Well, good, good. Mika is so great at just being who she is and, and allowing herself. I remember one time I walked in the house just like, you know, I'm like Kimmy Gibbler, like busting down your door, you know, because um, I, I worked in, in the Kimmy office. Kimmy Gibbler, a Fuller House mm -hmm. reference. Oh, sure. Well, I grew up watching I that. Fuller House because I wrote on it. But yeah, I guess she did that. She was Gibbler back yeah, in Fuller House. Yeah, and she'd always just burst into the house, That's which right. That's I did. That's right. That's her thing. Which was fine, except for on this particular day, one of your kids was like screaming, crying. And it's the one kid that doesn't ever like cry about anything. 
and Jackson. It, Jackson yeah, yeah, I don't know. And um, she was holding him. She was sitting on the floor holding him, and he was just crying, crying, crying. And I, you know, when you work in someone's home, you have to have a little bit of like a horse blinder on because they're at home, and and you don't want to bother them too much. So I went to the bathroom, went mm-hmm. about my business, and she called me later. She said, "Hey, I'm really sorry that I didn't acknowledge you when you walked in." Um, she said, "I parent a little different." I think it's really good for kids to let their emotions out instead of bottling them up. And he is, he never cries and he never, you know, like lets himself go. And on the rare occasion that he does, I really like for him to like get it all out. So, um, she said, so next time you, you kind of hear crying or whatever, maybe I'll even text you just maybe don't come in the house. Cause then what it does mm. is it kind of throws them out of that. Right. And, and you know, for a second I was like, weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> She's a fucking weirdo. She doesn't listen to this. Don't worry. The No, it's okay. Because honestly, the more I thought about it, I thought, wow, I was never given that opportunity as, yeah. as a kid. Well, you, yeah, you get shut You don't have down. any problems as a kid. You're not allowed to have problems. What are you crying what about? What are you crying I'll about? Give you I'll give you about. something. Exactly. Yeah, those are the messaging. Yeah. That's the messaging that we yeah. receive. When, and so now we try society, not to cry. Yeah, period. And we, tr- we don't want to be called emotional. <laughs> Call back, call back to that call back um but i thought wow that is so healthy and wonderful and awesome and there's something i took from Mika. i don't have kids yet but um i'd like to allow the same right the same freedom same patience and freedom sure so yeah uh she's so good at that stuff yeah she is and uh well the other thing the thing that i uh, that keeps us you know a, a very strong couple is it's just looking at someone for who they are, not what mm. you dictate them to mm. be. We all, all want to. We all want them to want them to be something and dictate them. It's something that's been conditioned in us again. Right. Instead of saying, "Oh wow, I'm going to look at this person, the, the differences. There's so many differences. I'm going to look for the similarities, see what connects, see what resonates, mm. and just see them for who they are." Because everyone, and I mean everyone, even. Who's evil? Osama bin Laden. We yeah, can say that because sure. he's dead now. Why not? So, so <laughs> nobody's gonna be offended. Uh, yeah, too soon. I mean, people out there going, "I'm an Osama bin Laden fan." What's he saying? <laughs> he's being political. That's <laughs> a yeah. Everybody's uh, offended everyone. at something. Yeah. Sorry. But even he was a child, you know, and who grew up, you know, whatever circumstances he was in the light that wants to shine in us is always there and that's yeah. a bright beautiful divine light yeah and that's the pureness of self that's the authentic self and we are all that mm. but we spend our lives going away from it yeah i agree so the only thing that got us together me and mika is i saw her for who she is and she sees me for who i am at the end of the day when you boil it all down to that that's what it is so even when she sees me and she's angry with me I know that deep down it's temporary. Yeah. And that's why even this morning I let it go. I didn't yeah. try to fix her feelings. Yeah. I listened to her. I let her get it out. I didn't try to change it. It's very respectful. I that's I think what you guys maybe strikes me the most is you guys you're very respectful of each other just as who you are. And I th- And do you do this sort of thing with Christian your husband? Do you are you is this sort of how you two operate together? What's your operating system like? I think um, when when we got married, I put this in our vows. I th- I think that a lot of people get married and they feel like they own the other person. And when I met Christian, he rode a, a Harley and he played softball and all these things that initially attracted me to him. I didn't want to be the wife that 
then like we got married and then I slowly tried to chip them away. Like, why are you playing softball? You should be at home. Get rid of the bike, which I've actually talked to you as, as a thing. <laughs> that's actually a real thing. It's though. a thing because so many people we know and that's about have safety. Died. Yeah, yeah, and it's scary right. for me. But I totally get that. I don't. You know, I think um, we operate as best friends. He's my best mm. friend in the whole world, and um, and I'm so grateful to have him in my life. And but it's I, different, though. It's a best friend, but it's different. different I mean, my yeah. best friend surround me. I don't want to. Yeah, well, he's not, uh, like not going to give me a blowjob. No, well, he might. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> You never know. Everyone has the price, Craig. I'll have to ask him. Everyone has the price. Um, I think the thing is we just I, – I don't tell him uh, what he can and can't do. I don't own him and vice versa. I would never dare to tell him he can't go mm. here or do that, and, and he doesn't do that either. But how do you share your feelings about it? Like the Harley, for instance. So you have all these friends that passed away. They drive yeah. Harleys. I think he went to a funeral on a Harley. Mm, yeah. That, yeah. Right. That, that's a big thing. I'm in charge. That's, that's pretty, uh, yeah. So that's pretty symbolic. And our community, and didn't he, wait a minute. Didn't he even get in an accident. Yep. He just recently got into a very but bad on Harley the way accident. back from a funeral. Yeah. From a Harley mm -hmm. accident. Yeah. That's crazy. No, no, no. The funeral wasn't, the funeral was not for a Harley accident, but yeah, they, they, they went on a memorial ride mm -hmm. for this man that had died. And then, uh, what had happened was they're going through a canyon and a girl on another motorcycle stopped in front of them and he slammed into her and they, they slammed off their bikes. And um, that's it's, what he told you. That's not yeah, totally. And you're totally right. He could totally be lying. I no, I'm, I'm no it's kidding. true. No, he probably doesn't want to tell me the truth because here's the thing. I love that you have a motorcycle and I don't want to be like that bitch wife that says now right. we're, now we're married. Sell the bike. It's it, it, it's heartbreaking for me to think of because it's something he enjoys so much. But I'm also not trying to be a widow at 33 because my husband had to take a joyride on a motorcycle. So yeah. it's it's a real difficult position to be in because it's a lose-lose for me either way. And parenting is that way, by the way. I bet. Yeah, you don't well, want to punish your kids. No, it doesn't feel good. Or shame them. Or shame them. But then again, though, you it's want horrible. them to be safe and live yeah. a happy, Absolutely. Uh, beautiful yeah. life. Yeah. Can't there's, do that if you're no missing a leg me. as much. You yeah, know, not totally. As, not, as, not as enjoyable. And that's what I told him. That's the end of his softball career. I'm not a controlling wife. I don't I don't feel this need to win. If we sell his bike and some man comes and hauls it away, that that's heartbreaking for me. But then every time, if he keeps the bike and gets on it, it's terrifying for me to sit and wait and wonder if he's... Mm -hmm. Because what had happened was when he went on this ride, we were supposed to meet for lunch and an hour went by, he was late, oh. an hour and a half went by and he was late, two hours went by, no one's answering, no one's answering, and I know they're on their bikes. Wh what are your thoughts at that time? I'm terrified. I, 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 okay, there's a diversity of thoughts, of scenarios mm -hmm. of where he could be. Yeah. Did you have a top three, a one, was it a one, a five? I mean, how how many scenarios were going through your head? I had like two scenarios. I thought either they decided to like stop for a beer and his phone doesn't get reception or his phone died or oh, maybe he lost one. his phone out yeah. of his pocket or he someone's been in an accident. Okay, so no cheating. No, God, no. He was slamming an old no. woman. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Very true. Listen, when you have prime rib at home, or I'm sorry, when you have filet mignon, <laughs> doing the wrong. No, I don't worry about him cheating. I got his ass on lock. Um, but I was afraid maybe someone, not necessarily him, had been in an accident. And sure enough, like two hours late, him and his three friends come rolling up to the restaurant and they get off their bikes and the one friend gives me a hug and he goes, I want to give you a hug before you're really mad. And I said, why would I be mad? And I looked down at my husband's clothes were torn. He was bleeding. His bike was all scratched. And, um, you know, I just, I, I, 
I walked away because I didn't want to embarrass him in or front be of his emotional friends. or be emotional not, because you're not emotional. No, but I had a, I had a little breakdown, you know, because yeah. I think it's really selfish of him. <laughs> <laughs> so you've talked about this on your podcast, right? I think I have. Yeah, we had a couple on a married couple who has three sons. This is a 30 year old like people in their 30s. So it was a married couple, man and a woman. Yep. So you have had a man on your show. Yeah, a few. So there's, mm-hmm. Oh, a few. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There goes that excuse for Craig a not few. being on. But they, um, they're both nurses, and they both work in a psych ward. And the one, the the husband is really into bikes. And we sat down and had to talk about that, how he thought I should approach it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have talked about it before. Awesome. Scary, right? Wouldn't you be scared if one of your kids got on a motorcycle and just rode yeah, off? Yeah. Listen, my daughter yeah. just rode a bicycle. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the video. Yeah. She rode her first pedals on a bicycle. That's where I am with my wife. I've got Wait a till some guy comes and picks her up on a, <laughs> on a Harley one day. That's oh, ter- good I know. lord! We it's already terrifying. have them circling. <laughs> I know. We had a kid the other I day. Know. Were you there? Oh, Abby you, was there. You were there that day, Abby, right? Abby was there. When a kid pulled up, yeah, literally. Abby was with you. A four-year-old yeah. in a Harley. He had his own little tiny yep. Harley. Asked and he pulls up and goes, "Where's Chloe?" <laughs> Not here, Paul. Move on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Move on. I was like, yeah, "Beat it, kid." <laughs> I was getting my practice in. Oh, that was my so God. funny though when oh. he when he pulled up like that and so funny. had a little tough guy look too. Yeah. Hey, pops, yeah. <laughs> where's your daughter? Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be screening him for the rest of my life. So you want to have children. Yeah, we do. And um, I noticed your other curiosity is you're curious about other parents. Mm. And you will choose the things you like to see in those parents. Mm. In your curiosity, you go, I like that. And I think that's what I want to do. Mm. So it's almost like you're on a study. On a, on a, it's interesting to me, yeah. It's yeah. very interesting to watch people parent. And you also see, so what's a bad parenting thing you've seen mm. that you wouldn't want to project onto your children? That's tough because you don't want to judge other parents because being a parent oh, sure is so do. fucking hard. Guess what? When you're a parent, you're more judgmental. Oh, you love it, huh? I take it back. You're less judgmental because when you, before you're you a parent, well, when you have a screaming kid on an airplane and you're yeah. single, yeah. oh, I'm like, yeah. I, I wrote to the airlines yeah. solutions. <laughs> One of them was the overhead would, oh, fit, would fit a child. <laughs> the other one was- how you about, never on a plane with a crying baby? How about, that's what I'm saying. Your own crying baby, I mean. Well, that, I'm saying when you're single, oh, you're so oh, judgmental. Totally. You're saying exactly how totally. it would be. I would, my kid would never do totally. that. Oh, never. Oh, watch out Such for that affirmation. Oh, I, I said know. they should have a children's I section. Know. You know how there's an adult swim? You don't allow, you don't have an adult airplane. Yeah. Have an adult airplane. Smart. What would be wrong That's with smart. that? Just ship the kids behind. So I, then when you walk on the plane yeah. with a child that you know is having a little rough day. Yeah. Has a cold. <laughs> yeah. You know the ears are going to get clogged and hurt. Yeah. You are praying. Yeah. Praying to any any God that you can find. Yeah. That this kid Just is not going to be. The one that's drawing oh. the hairy eyeballs. Oh God! And you work hard, and but yeah. my wife though is a little different than me. Yeah. She believes in freedom of expression. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Even there's on a, a plane. There's a limit to expression. Yeah. Like, well, if, if it affects other people. If right? the child wants to kick a seat. <laughs> yeah. No. That's not freedom. You don't give them that freedom. You it's shackle bothering them. other people. Exactly. But I mean, we do have a little difficulty in that department. But it, I've been lucky about that. Yeah. We've had good plane rides. Good. Oh, lucky you. Yeah, we really have. And I'm very judgmental now. I don't have children, but I'm like the the best mom that, that, that exists. I'm yeah, like the world's 
foremost authority. And what are some of the parenting. things you would do that you have learned through the years that are positive that you think would be mm. good parenting? Well, I, you know, my, I have great parents and I definitely don't want to slam them, but you know, real eighties mentality, um, of like children are kind of meant to be seen and not heard. Um, an you know, eighties mentality. I mean, I, I was born in 85. Right. So they have know? an eighties mentality. So just, your mom's wearing like a sweatband and, and yes, <laughs> still today in her, her head. You know, I feel like it was just more, they basically came from Walking parents. Into, Let's get physical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. totally. She came from fifties parents. Right. And uh -huh. like kids, your opinion didn't matter at all as a kid in the 50s. That's true. No, I mean, not at all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I think it's it, this is how they were raised. So bottom line is kids were kind of meant to be seen and not heard. Any little issue I had growing up would be met with like, a, oh, please, you think this is a problem? You don't even know what a problem is. So Ooh, I always grew up right. going, I'd go to therapy and say, I'm so sorry. Like, this is so embarrassing. I know I don't have it bad compared to other people. And the therapist would always say, why are you doing that? Like, they're they're oh, your problems. Yeah. You know, they matter. That's a very good point. And, and I'm glad you found it. Yeah. That, that's uh, oh, Justin saying, Justin, Where you, going? you don't have to mime it. You can say it. The people are. Oh, you're picking up Jared. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, Good go J-Bone. Go J-Bone. Oh, we have to go. That means we have to go, too. Yeah. It's get, well, so that that's one thing, this you know. This flew by. Right it there. did. Well, I'm a great conversationalist, Greg. We don't get a lot of time to actually talk all day because we're so busy. But Why I'm not do it with a microphone out. and you're getting paid? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm probably the only guest that's been paid to be on your show. Let's let's be honest. She's on the clock, folks. I'm on the clock. This was really fun, though. Thanks I'm for having sure me. I'm sure it was. You didn't yeah. have to do a damn thing except no. do your favorite thing on the planet Just is talk. talk. Just talk and talk <laughs> and talk. Well, I hope I was interesting for your guests. It was. For, Wait, for listen, your listeners. The hell with them. We don't yeah. care about them. Thank we you care guys. about that. You and I had a good time today. We did. I had a great time today getting to know you a little better. Hopefully, we did help some people. It's called, I hope. Can I help you? Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. Gave some suggestions. Yeah. Email Take me them, about being them. a better parent. I don't have kids yet, but if you need some tips. What's your email address? <laughs> Do you know I still don't know? You're silly. It's A-S-S-T dot? Dot shoe. Shoe. Don't email me about being a parent, though. I don't know. I don't have children. <laughs> A-S-S-T dot shoe at craigshoemaker.com. If you have any reviews on review, <laughs> oh, hey. her, say, don't tell me what to do. We should tell them email. I'm the voice. In, 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 in the intro. Oh, I forgot about that. That is me, everyone. Well, you should tell them. You're they welcome. I'm sure they recognize it. Oh, maybe. I'm sure they're going to, wait a minute. She just said, here's Craig Shoemaker, and it's her. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. It's me, baby. You did a nice job with that. You have a good speaking voice. Thank you. You're like, we have another guest who's similar to you. Who? Our friend, Corey. Oh, yeah. She, oh, you th you think I think similar? we talked about this on the podcast. She, oh, no, and Zara. Actually, all three of you oh. take compliments really well. Oh. Like you could, you'll just go, oh, thank you. <laughs> like I know. <laughs> I, Ricky, I literally would shake if I said Why? that. Why? Why is it so hard? I would shake Why? before I would say, oh, thank you. What's, wh here's, what here's does it how mean if you accept a compliment? Here's how it works for me. You say, hey, it's a great show. And I go, oh, you should have been here last night. It's better. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Why is it so hard for you to accept a compliment? We'll get to that another day. I, I, it's really, really difficult. I had a therapist that came to my show uh -huh. secretly to see if I bowed. I can't even bow. Are you supposed to? Of course you bow when you're at the end of a show. You bow. I couldn't imagine you bowing. You're so humble. I couldn't imagine you bowing. There you go. Not, not that it's that not a humble move. But see, that's what it is, though. 
You just said it. Because in my brain and in your, apparently your conditioning, yeah. it's not you're not being humble. You're not being humble if you bow, but other people told me, like the therapist that day, she said, no, it is a sign of humility. You're, you're bowing and thanking them. You're being grateful to them. I guess it's but just that you're just such an approachable person and you're such a normal guy that and comedy is almost just such an extension of you like an arm it is yeah. that to bow for something that comes so naturally for you i guess mean it, it's hard it, for me to imagine but that's your connotation of bowing which is a similar one that, that i have that you have interesting so i'm up there bowing and yeah. you couldn't be any more uncomfortable when i do it i couldn't imagine bowing I, I i like nod my head oh thanks thanks <laughs> you're great you're, you're, no you're great yeah yeah that's right yeah. that's You've been great yeah. is what I say at the end of the show. Yeah. So to most comedians, isn't that, I just thought of that. Isn't that an odd thing? Yeah. You should Where's say, it? I've been great. You probably haven't had a night this good in a long time. Whoa. You're welcome. I'm shaking you You're saying welcome. it for me <laughs> on here, folks. I did You're not welcome. say that those are the views expressed by Ricky That's what Ramsey. That's when he comes today. in on Monday. And those people are Craig lucky. Shoemaker. They are lucky I even went out and performed for them. All right. Well, listen, uh, it's great having you. Go back to work. Okay. And I'll still figure out why all the other ones quit. We never did get down to that, but uh, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure that out, Nancy and then we'll have it. it. We'll have it on another episode, or maybe we'll talk about it when I'm on yours. Yeah. Why do I have to plead to be on her podcast, this folks? Rate and review us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast with Ricky Ramsey. Go see her podcast. How do you download it? It's on iTunes or uh, iHeartRadio. And it's called Dear God, It's Me Thirty. Yeah, there you go. I'm sure you would enjoy that, and I hope you enjoyed this one. If you did. Give it a rating, uh, pass the word, maybe put it on our social media Give is a wreck. Love. I've had I've had my son try it. <laughs> yeah, be honest with you, he's awful. He's awful. He's awful, yeah. He's always he's snatch terrible. chatting. Yeah. That's always. all he does all always the time. Always on the snatch. <laughs> he's <laughs> looking for snatch on the and snatch. And with him and with him, by the way, that's a real story. That's Oh my uh, god. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't he, he you know, <laughs> if he was doing it for someone else, I'd be rocking it. Yeah, he doesn't he's fabulous. Post, he's supposed to be posting this. This I is going to be posted probably in 2020. I just thought he blows. Know. No, we'll have Sam do it. Okay, we'll have Sam do it. Oh, Sam, yeah, he'll be a guest on here too. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed uh, today's podcast. Enjoy your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Laughterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support it's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws, raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter, working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha ha. This episode was brought to you by laughterheals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertisee, promotion voice? Laughterheels.org. Thank you.